You are now about to witness the awesome crushing uh, might of the U A G S Robinson Show Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Stockholm? Ah, I gotta check. Ah. Welcome, my friends, to a show that seemingly never ends. This is version number two, zero, and nine of the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stopper. Early, early, early. Birds get the worm. Kids are not upset. So I'm shouting loud noises. But we're going to talk about all manner of things on this show. If you hadn't had a chance to read the Substack, read it quickly if you can. But right now, Bob Riley is going to sing us in as he has every week since 2007. The record is called... Calling of the Just, the song is called Intro All of Nothing, the band is Stigmata, still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, where they shoot you to death with a nightclub, hit your car with a hammer, and run your mayor pro them out of town. Nash. Ah, ah, ah. Listen well. But I could not see so clear, but I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. Being payback and for always nothing. Welcome, my friends, to a show that seemingly never ends. Uh, <laughs> this is version of two, a zero, and nine. There's been some personal requests on the part of the listeners and viewers. That, when we get to 500, a la the former show, Knuckle Up, that something stupendous, outstanding, amazing, and shocking happens. Yeah, that uh, that something worthwhile happens to commemorate. Now, I've thought about that. If you watch Knuckle Up and were a fan of Knuckle Up, what you know is, we started that show at 500 and went backwards and said, now keep in mind, if it's a weekly show, how many weeks are in a year? 52? Okay, so just say roughly 50 in a year, right? 100 every two years, four years, right? 200, you can see where this is going. If, if, if you could say in five years, the show hasn't had traction enough for something amazing, stupendous, and astounding to happen, then... and you really need to question your reasons for doing it, why doing it, and, and how you're doing it, right? 
So it, it may be that the upward ceiling for a Taylor Swift record is is substantially greater than for this show. But somebody who, who is not politically aligned with me at all said the other day, it finally came to me. It finally came to me. And I said, well, what was that? What came to you? What came to me is that there is no functioning difference outside of political affiliation, maybe, between you and Alex Jones. What? Alex Jones? What do you mean Alex Jones? Alex Jones is a guy who says all those kids who got shot didn't get shot? Eh, you know, there's a bit of esoterica. You mean Alex Jones, who's a steroid-using... Uh, hmm. Well, I don't know anything about Alex Jones. I don't watch his show. In fact, I don't watch a podcast or listen to them. I'm a reader. I like to read. That's why I've been dragging my feet on the Substack, reading the thing for the reading the Substack that you now, you know, the idea, oh, I got to make news available to however you like to embrace your news. Some people don't like to read. Some people like to have it audio. Some people, I can listen to it in my car if you do the voice and, and it's better to have it in the author. You know what? Hey, fuck you. <laughs> you get it the way you get it. It's like, what do you want? Well, I'd like a a, a, a half a cappuccino with a, a splash. Now nah, get coffee. That's it. Get your coffee. Get the fuck out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get your cheeseburger. Get out. Well, I'd really like an artisanal. Get out. Get it and get out. You know how many people I threw out of my store when I had a store? Well, actually, about four. But still. So my 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 point is my my. Well, is there a point? <laughs> there is, of course, a point that when we get to five hundred. Something stupendous should have to happen. What benchmark? What benchmark at five hundred? What benchmark is significant enough to to justify at this point maybe a thousand shows? Like if you start at the beginning of Knuckle Up till now, you've seen my hair go from black with just a gray stripe to gray with the black stripe. It's a long time. How do you measure success? Well, one of the ways that you might measure success, Segway Commercial, Pinko, P-I-N-K-O, 95014 at yahoo.com. Pinko, yes, indeed. You might indeed be able to pay some money to PayPal to keep this show on the road. That's a significant benchmark. Or patreon.com slash the stomper. That's also significant. Or alternatively, what else do we have? We got uh, 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 Venmo, or I can have Venmo and Cash App, one or the other. Planet Oxbow for one, Planet Oxbow for one, or Eugene Dash Robinson Dash 28 for the other. Or the way Tommy Pounds does it, the old fashioned way, just through the mail. Self immolation was the last show. I was still thinking about that, believe me, for this show when we get to 500. I, I, unlike Gigi Allen, I want to make good on that. Now, uh, uh, now Tommy Pound sent me a, a a check, which if I could show you my office here, you would realize why I can't find the check. And I I always make the claim that I'm neat, not clean. But uh, I think these days I'm more clean than neat. Uh, I haven't had time to clean this office. And mostly it's a way of avoiding paying taxes, which you can't avoid. But as long as I can't find this stuff, I, think, well, I, I, can't, I can't pay. Anyway, let's talk about what we're here to talk about. We'll go in backwards. If if you if you read if you read uh, the show uh, the Substack, 
look what you made me do, Substack. You know, when I say go backwards, what I'm talking about. I get a call. Um, I don't know that he wants me to mention his name. Very specifically, probably not. He says, I got something dark and kind of cool to talk to you about. Call me back. I call him back. He says, hey, man, hey, uh, I don't know if you know. Actually, he didn't say, I don't know if you know. He goes, uh, I need to tell you something. Actually, I don't know if he said I need to tell you something. He said, Eugene, I've got stage three cancer. I was like, okay, that's a drag. It's a problem. And he's like, yeah. And um, I, uh, I, uh, you know, was hoping that some of the artists I know, some of the friends I have, uh, because I'm on chemo now, and he's got an accent, so I wasn't quite sure. He, then he says about the amount of time that he has left, which is uh, the next year this time. Uh, if you break it down, you know, stage three cancer is A, B, and C. Success survival rates for B for A is like, you know, I don't know, forty six percent. B is like thirty six percent, and C is one percent. Right now, I don't know that I'm willing to say it's sad. He's talking to me. And I'm thinking, I'm going to miss him. But I don't really see him a lot anyway. I'm not being callous. I'm trying to process this in my artistic way, like when they told me my grandfather died. I was like, well, I guess it means I won't see him again. I, I think I might miss him. But I don't know necessarily that I feel sad. I mean, maybe I feel sad because I'd like to see him more than I'd like to not see him. And same with this guy. I go, so what do you need? what do you need from me? He goes, I'd like all my artist friends to write something or to do something or, you know, contribute something uh, and uh, about can I go, what, about cancer? He goes, about cancer, about, about when you have very little time left. And, of course, this dovetails perfectly with what it was that the Substack had been about, which was... Our, our our death culture and I and I and I and I've talked about I've talked about this you know because uh, I live in, in a, a kind of neighborhood where emblazoned on every other car uh, on every other block is that the funereal tribute to somebody who's died in an untimely fashion it's never for somebody who's older than 40. and as I was leaving jujitsu this morning some guy standing out in front of the school is smoking and he said I used to train this. And the guy, I don't want to say he seemed broken, but he seemed a little broken. And I go, who'd you train with? And he so he told me, and I go, that guy used to train here. You should come back and start training, right? Uh, um, you should come back and you should start, start training. And he was like, yeah. So we start talking. We start figuring out exactly who we know. And he starts talking about... Uh, uh, a, a funeral for a guy that we know who you used to train here as well. And then as I'm talking to him, I started to th remember the funeral, which I, I didn't go to because I don't like funerals. Unbeknownst to me, my kids had chosen to go to this funeral. Having been on the same fight team, it maybe made sense. And I say naturally because to me, it's expected. If I had known they were going, I would have said, don't go. But maybe to you, it's not. There was gunfire at the funeral. Now, I don't know if you paid attention to the Internet this week. At the Internet this week, there was some guy who had gone to a comedy club. 
and he sees Tyson at the comedy club. I'm assuming this is in Las Vegas. And he goes, come on, champ, let's fight, I'll fight you, I'll fight you. And then, you know, it's a little jokey joke. It's at the end of the show. Tyson's like, ah, yeah. And then finally, Tyson's, Mike Tyson's handler says, okay, kind of some version of, fuck off, buddy. Like, beat it. Excuse me. Beat it. Go, go, hit it, hit the road. And guy goes, I'm just, I'm just, he switches, right? He, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to Mike. You can watch this on the internet. It's not, I'm not, I'm doing a bad job of paraphrasing. He goes, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, just leave him and get the fuck out. Because, oh, you know, I'm just joking with Mike. I'm just joking. Now, if you've ever been in a bar fight situation as a bouncer, I can see, I can see, I can see, I didn't say the name, uh, JB. You don't know who he is. So anyway, so I could see that this is, that the guy, the handler is handling it wrong. And I could see it going down this very wrong path. He goes, let's get the fuck out of here. So now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, it becomes an issue of disrespect. You don't talk to me like I'm a dog. I understand it 100%. Handler clearly doesn't. The guy steps back and says, yo, I said I was only joking. Pulls open his jacket, reaches into his waistband, pulls out his gun, cocks it, and now it's on. People start running. And, of course, a friend of mine said he doesn't carry a gun because he knows the second he pulled it out, people would freak out so badly that he would have to shoot them just to calm them down. Crazy guy thinking, but usually pretty accurate. So everybody hits the thing and everybody's like, whoa, put, bro, put the gun down. And then Mike is, kind of waves the guy over. He's like, come on, come on. And, and you know, hugs the guy and it hugs it out. And I don't see that Tyson is taking the gun from him or is interested in doing that. And the video ends there. And I, I, I stopped reading. Because just like my kids were at the funeral with gunshots, a fusillade of gunshots, people hit the deck or were hiding behind cars. The one, the one comedic spot, which is funny, not funny, is that my third daughter was like, I'm going to take cover. And she stands behind the stop sign. <laughs> my kids are all pretty thin, but they are not thin enough so that a stop sign is going to help. The pole from a stop sign is going to protect them. What society brings a gun to a comedy club, much less a funeral? We are in love, disgustingly in love with death. I see these cars with these tributes. You know how many sidewalk monuments I pass for drunk drivers, for ghost bikes as we commemorate our dead, candles for gunshot victims in, in this in this neighborhood, all this, this, this. This, you know, the funeral home business. I I drive by a funeral home uh, uh, on my way back from jujitsu every day. Every fucking day. And I see people collected out in the parking lot, and it's a party. It's a party. Yeah, you know, the Irish have the, every, the Irish are famous for the Irish wakes, and everybody gets drunk, and they, it's not a, a, a festival of death, it's a celebration of life. Bullshit. Somebody once, a guy who who's unna- who I named in the article once said to me, he was a reviewer for me when I, we were running Skull Game, and uh, for some reason he just ended up getting all the gonzo porn, and he said, don't send me any more of that stuff. If these guys hate women so much, why don't they just do gay porn? And And I said, well, one of the things that you're missing about this is that if you keep doing something that's pleasurable... You, you know, you, your, your, recept, your pleasure receptor sites get maxed out. 
So what do you have to do to, to recreate the, the pleasure sensation that you're chasing? I mean, if you don't know and haven't seen that eventually all porno will fundamentally have to resolve itself in death, you haven't been paying attention to it, you know, you know, to what's going on in our culture at large. And I'm not even talking about, I'm not making a distinction between homicide and suicide. I'm talking about the amelioration of self. And you've heard me say this before. You can't Donna Shalala me on my own show. You know, there'd be movie posters. Look at the course of movie posters of it. It's a man and a woman. And then it's a man and a woman and a gun. And then the 80s and 90s, it was just a man and a gun. Like there was that whole erotic section where the hero did it, did it, did it, takes out his suitcase and he takes out his firearms and he's like, did it, you know, and he's plot. And it's just this kind of lovely way, like he might take the clothes off somebody. And then pretty soon, it's just a gun. These are just stories about gun. There's a movie, Year of the Gun. It's a gun, 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 gun. We have this, you know, erotic uh, fascination. You know, Kyle Rittenhouse, you don't give a shit about. If I showed you Kyle Rittenhouse's, po uh, you know, the picture from here until blue, you, 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 and put you on an e-meter, you would register mild interest. You slap an AR-15 into Kyle Rittenhouse's hand, and all of a sudden, the guy becomes, people are putting him on T-shirts, and they're cheering him in court. Is it what he stood for? No, man. It's like they say, how does a man dress when you go out to a formal dinner if you're in a couple? The man is just the frame. The woman is the picture. In this instance, the person is not the picture. The person is the frame. The gun is the picture. And the gun is insignificant because the gun represents in total an avenue toward sudden and complete non-existence, which is a state that is highly erotic, <laughs> right? Because at that point, presumably, not only do I exist outside of space and time, but I don't have space and time concerns anymore. I don't have to worry about global warming. I don't have to worry about floods, fires. I don't have to worry about any of this. Presuming any consciousness remains, and we, and what, like on the old shows, we talked about the super consciousness. I am worry free. Yeah, you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna have to rewind. Sorry, man. So the dude says, okay. I want you to do a piece of music about having very uh, something about having very little time left. I go, <clears throat> you realize that you need to present this to all of Oxbow. And the reality of it is <clears throat> Oxbow moves so slowly. He goes, yeah, forget that. He doesn't have time. He doesn't have time. Forget about space. He doesn't have time to, to, <laughs> to, to wait for Oxbow. So I'm guessing C. Letter C, stage three C. I, I asked him and I go, like I said in the piece, I asked him, he goes, it's too early to talk about that shit. I'm guessing C. And I said, so, well, then what do you want? He goes, well, you, you could write something for me. So, all right, I'll write something for you. When do you need it? He goes, two months, nothing longer. I said, all right, I'll write something for you. That's not, it wasn't a sub stack, which is what I led you to believe at the end, because he wants it handwritten, they, uh, which will be torture for me. You can't. You, yeah. Oh, really? You don't think so? It's some of my handwriting. I read that. These are notes I took from an interview. Can't read it. I can't read it. So uh, so he is contemplating 
No, how old is he? 39. Does he smoke? Yeah, he smokes. I don't know if that makes any difference, right? It doesn't make any difference. So, um, so I'm starting to contemplate. And of course, this is the year I turned 60. What the fucking 60? And I start telling a guy, I start telling a guy, um, and I say, listen, your consciousness, your role on this plane of existence, it's like it is it is ephemeral. Like you, I'm talking to this guy. He's a, a, a CrossFit uh, competitor, masterful, you know. Um, you have a really strong identity. Say, yeah. But that identity, like I've said on the show, <clears throat> is like a suit of clothing. Not even a suit of clothing, a collection of clothing. For example, everybody remembers last Tuesday. Yeah. But I don't remember what I wore last Tuesday. And this consciousness will be exactly like that. You know you had it. You just won't know what it is. Everything will fall away. He goes, I remember what I wore last Tuesday. I go, what did you wear? He goes, this. I go, no, nah, you, nah, you didn't. In actual fact, I wear, I, I need to get rid of some of these clothes because I have clothing for eventualities that will never make themselves, <laughs> will, that will never be actualized. I mean, sometimes it was like the, the gypsy witch gives you, she gives you a ball of string, a shiny thing, and and, and a stick. You go, what the hell? This is worthless. And then over the course of your adventure, you realize all of these things are pretty necessary. That's how I collect clothes. And I say clothes, I'm sure you're thinking nice clothes. I'm just talking t-shirts. You never know when that Mighty Mouse t-shirt that I got when I was nine years old would come in handy. I got to save it. Mighty Mouse T-shirt, gotta save it. So, um, so this dude is dealing with. I, so I said, okay, I'll write you something in under two months. Handwrite it, send it out. Here you go. Early enough to have the UK in the house. Uh, so uh, that's that's what I will do as soon as I finish the show because the Substack is done. The kid will be napping, so I'm gonna I'm gonna write him something. But uh, again, like the line in Apocalypse Now, something without judgment, <laughs> right? Or without sadness or sorrow. I, I don't, and I'm not entirely sure that forgetting what I wore last Tuesday or remembering what I wore last Tuesday and then remembering that I forgot. I don't know. I don't know about the emotional weight of any of that. I know in five years time, the I know the people who I've died, I miss. And the people who I don't miss who've died Of course, none of this has any emotional weight until you turn that car right around to face yourself. And at 60, soon to be 60, well, not soon, but you know what I mean, in this calendar year to be 60, this is a contemplation that I've had. How do you proceed to the end? Right? I'm hyper-conscious of that, having a, a you know a, a, a young kid. Usually along the lines of everything I'm seeing is the last time I'm seeing it. Which I could say any given day. But somehow in the little timekeepers that our children represent, yeah, yeah man, <laughs> on April Fool's Day, 
EB sixty one on April Fool's Day. Hey, hey, it's better than not being sixty one on April Fool's Day. You hear that deaf cat outside? I'd like to fucking put him in a sack and brain him. Did you hear? I, can you hear? It sounds really loud to me. He yells inside the house. Yeah, he, he yells outside. He's pretty much his stock. I can't get. I, okay, let's not talk about the cat. So this has been a uh, this this has been a, a meditation. I mean, you, you know, you have these little timekeepers where you reference even those socks that she wore six months ago. She cannot. She'll never wear those socks again. I get so much pleasure out of my older kids just talking to them, hanging out with them. That I go, this is this is it. Godfather Corleone says, "Hey, you know, man doesn't spend time with his family. He's not a real man, and there's a reason for that. The reflection is revivifying." Because suddenly I can remember things. I can remember the clothes I wore Tuesday vis-a-vis. You remember when we did that thing then? We read the book and then Ruby was just texting me. What was that story with the hamster wheel? I used to have nightmares about. And we're going through the books trying to find it. You had the tux, Dad. The tux with the fr- It's the same thing. There's some things that re- will reliably burnish your 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 perception of this existence and some things that that will diminish it and you got to do more of the former and less of the latter and i was thinking of this watching that fight this fucking weekend <laughs> i knew mr is saved me from a fate worse than death i could tell going into it i was queued up i was at jujitsu going into it there's nothing there. I go about my day, which included hauling more bags of stuff that almost screwed up my back again. 50-pound bags of gravel <laughs> to create a substrate in my front yard that cats won't shit in. When you have 12 cats, inevitably they will shit everywhere they want. And in the summer day when the weather gets warm, it's like sitting in a cat box. It happens. So, so I pour all the gravel, and, and so I like I'm doing just do my stuff. But then, after the kid goes to sleep, I start watching the fights. Of course, I won the week. Uh, yeah, the, the wife thought that somehow the cats won't shit in gravel. I know she's wrong. I, I think that imagine that she would shift it to well, it's easier to clean up at that point. Okay. I will not be cleaning it. It's not my desire to have 12 cats here. They have a commando squad of cat ladies who will trap them, neuter them, or spay them, and return them. (laughs) And they feed them. I don't know if you've ever been to Israel, but Israel, out of all the countries I've been to, has the worst feral cat problem ever because everybody is soft-hearted and they feed these vermin <laughs> consequently i imagine they have very few rats but they still feed these cats and the cats I, you may think you have seen feral cats these 12 cats around here they don't jump up when i walk by they're just skittish domestic cats that don't come inside the house these cats in Israel were feral. They were like dogs in 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 Mexico, in uh, in Baja, Mexico. 
Tijuana. They don't look like dogs you've seen before. And these cats in Israel don't look like cats you've seen before. But I digress. So I'm watching the fight and uh, I won the week because I only had two fights out of like 14 that I cared about. But I start paying attention to here and there. They're talking about different things in the card. And fortunately, given having ESPN Plus, you can, you know, spot apply yourself. I'm going to watch this one. I'm going to watch that one. I'm going to watch this one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Toxic plasmosis for the cat thing. I know. That's why I'm not cleaning it. I got enough problems. This one, that one. So while while Blades and someone of you asked me about his nipples, I said Blades always had slightly puppet, but he's he's not, he's not, he's not, it's it's not steroid fueled. If you look under the areola, it's not, he's just a heavy guy. It's not. I don't I I'm pretty almost certain that he's not on. Doesn't look like it. Doesn't I, I'd be very surprised. However, recently I've met a, 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 cl- a clutch of young fighters who are all on, going, but they, they're su- presumably doing it. Um, a guy did a, a longer cycle than I would have recommended. The longest cycle I'm recommending is 12 to 16 weeks, which is, you know, four, eight, 12, 16, four months at the longest. And he actually did five months at the longest, but he was doing half a cc a week again. Low dose, didn't want to get out of his weight class, straight up testosterone, perfect. Skin not too bad, can't really tell, except the guy doesn't need any rest between rounds. That's a way you could tell. Also, he gasses (laughs) because he's got all his new muscle that has to be fed in the body. But I look at blades, and I don't know how, what kind of brain ridiculousness, because I didn't do the show, I was doing the music video last week uh, for this record. Ding, 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 ding. Um, I don't know what kind of brain ridiculousness was going on on John's head or Steph if, if she picked Doc House. But I, I, that, that was one of those fights where I didn't even have to see it to know how it was going to go. I just knew dude needs to get back on the horse, needs to recreate the narrative that he's a top five guy that should be that should be able to do this. For those listening on SoundCloud, I'm making the universal belt sign at some point. The division is alive. I'm sure he doesn't believe that he, he is not close enough to warrant being there. And I just knew Doghouse was like, maybe. Whereas Blades is like, definitely. Maybe I belong here versus definitely I belong here. You know, definitely I belong here. So uh, hold on. I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, um, uh, yep. Uh, hold on. The show ends at 30 minutes. Uh Okay, hold on. So hold on. I'm sorry to make you lose some administration stuff. So um so Dockhouse showed up in the way that you might expect that he would show up, which is you know, um game, but no way he's defeating a five inch five inch reach advantage. And it just it just it's just it, there's nothing about Dockhouse I like Denny Green once said he was as we knew he was to paraphrase. He is a, he is who he is. And and if you didn't see the jungle kind of switch up on him when he was saying, "Hey, look, I used to be a cop." Everybody knew he was a cop. 
And then somehow he got talked into expressing an opinion on Cain Velasquez. He goes, as a father, I completely understand it. But, uh, you know, I, I have to tell you, you know, that as a cop, uh, he, he's, he's where he needs to be. Yeah, well, the judge in the case has had to hire extra security because she said had death threats. You got to understand that uh, you got to understand that people are not understanding that now. Nuance. The reason why it's easy to ignore this show is because of nuance. When I was on the Jenny Jones show, they wanted black, they wanted white. They didn't want nuance. They brought me in as a media, as an exec, as the, as the voice of, of authority on the on the show. People who hate their race, and I was supposed to say something comforting and anodyne about about the people who hate their race. Da, 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 da. And I was just go, you know what? You all out of your fucking minds. There's no reality to any of this. This is a waste of time. Go home, read a book, and they off the show. <laughs> We're not in the age of nuance which is another reason why we're a death culture, because you don't need nuance to understand death. That person existed, and now they don't exist. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so that there, there was no surprise. Going backwards into the fight, that was a good fight to watch. Hey, Kai Kara France was the other guy, that, KKF, the other guy that uh, who I picked. Uh, again, I'd have to have participated in the show to find out that why what happened in John's head that he thought that, that was the one he should pick, but that's the one who he picked, or I guess he picked against. I don't really pay attention to John. Stuff that, you, know. you don't. The, the the calculation is pretty simple on that one. You don't want to be from that part of the world. I mean, how do you think it feels to be Dan Hooker now? You got to go back to the gym on Monday. Who's that over there? Oh, those are those guys. They all won. <laughs> Who's that over there? Yeah, that's Dan. I want to be that guy. Who wants to be the ugly third wheel? Nobody. Now, there were other fights in the car that everybody's talking about, maybe. But Mr. Iz says it best. You know, I was dying watching it. Because he tried to watch it like you would watch a baseball game. And they're in a comparison that's worthwhile, makes sense to have made. Ultimately. Ultimately, I mean, here, let me give you an example. Do you know that Bob Arum is still alive? He's in his 90s. If Bob Arum can remember what he wore last Tuesday, I'd be very surprised. People, Joe Biden said that the, but the, but the, Joe Biden, you know, what you miss is that not only do you not remember what you wore last Tuesday, but you don't give a shit. Identity is quicksilver anyway. Oh, oh, now Eugene, you're going to start to say, you know, the, uh, that we can't tell what women are. And I, yeah, man, you're down in the internet weeds. I don't give a fuck. I don't have any time to give a fuck about this kind of stuff. Brown Barbarina, Vinny Barbarina. I, I love both of those guys. It was depressing. Something else. Something else. Patty Pimblet, for all of his talk about he's the future and, da, 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 and me making fun of him last show 
for saying, what did I say? Oh, you're going to want me to fight a guy in the top 15. You're going to have to add a few zeros to my paycheck. And then it's revealed. 12000 to show, 12000 to win, $24,000. And you got people in the audience sporting your wig. The guy might have, he phrased it badly, but $24,000. I say that at jujitsu today. Marty G says, how old is this kid? 24? 23? You make $24,000 for how much work? Seven minutes of work when you're 24? You should be happy. <laughs> yeah. It's like the chimps in the raisin test. And a bunch of raisins on the table. And two chimps sitting at the table. He gave one chimp eight raisins. And the other chimp, two raisins. Were these chimps unhappy? Our closest human, our closest family primates. The monkey who had two raisins was like, cool. Two raisins. All right. Two raisins. Yeah, exactly. The humans are not that way. You mean $24,000 I got my head kicked in? That's cool. Huh? Suppose I don't want this job or can't do this job or quit or oh, I want to buy a house or a car or want to pay the guys who train me and my gym membership or want to pay both U.S. tax rates and crazy U.K. tax rates. In fact, we got a guy who's from the U.K. who's listening to the show. You tell me what, figure out what $24,000 is in pounds and you tell me what the tax rate on that is. up against how much money the UFSI made. Now, you know, I've gone through the story of me and the last house I painted when I used to be a house painter. And you know the story. I got $300 for power washing the whole structure. The guy who was painting the house got himself $1,500. I didn't care. See, fair. I got two raisins. Two raisins. All right, two raisins. It doesn't change the fact that if people start complaining about it, they might have something to complain about. And the UFSI saying, oh, we increased percentage-wise. Don't play these games with us. You do know that there are enough people with calculators paying attention that they're not going to be okay with this. But ultimately, what has to happen, and this ties into the first half of the show, what has to happen, exactly, exactly. There's no long-term health care for immortal brown, really? immortal no not in america you're not yeah so eventually that this sport will transmogrify into like bob arum is somewhere still alive still calling the shots with boxing that you know that, that somewhere that this was going to become baseball right but the and baseball has personalities and characters the last time i paid attention to baseball is <laughs> daryl Daryl, who was that? Daryl Strawberry in the Mets, right? 18,000 18, in pounds and 20% gross. 20% goes to the taxman in the UK for lump sums. Come on, bro. 20%. And if he had a corner and they're playing, well, I guess they, no, they didn't have plane tickets because they were there. So I'm just saying, man, I'm just saying. Actually, I'm get, getting ready to say what I'm just about to say. That we're gonna—it's like baseball. 
that everything kind of flattens out into generalized. What are you watching? I'm watching the oofsie. What, what, what do you what do you mean? And that's fine. You can collectivize your appreciation of baseball or basketball because of, you know, there was Raleigh Fingers and Daryl Strawberry. There have always been Thurman Munson in my generation, Reggie Jackson. Yeah, 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 I got, I got that. And those guys were paid accordingly. But everybody else was paid so well, you didn't hear any whining, complaining, bitching, and moaning. And I'm not saying it like it's not undeserved. It's very deserved. Yeah. I, yeah, the fact that Daryl was bothered by it, I can't. If I had a whole stadium full of people calling my name, making fun of me for t- using drugs, do you have any understanding of how happy I'd be? <laughs> that would be a peak experience. You, you, I'd be like, yeah, fuck you guys. I hate you all. Hi, right, George Clinton. I met that guy. That was a good guy. Shorter than I thought. That's always my thing. Like the character on Always Sunny in Philadelphia who's obsessed with the size of his hands. With me, I'm always like, oh, so you met Billy Bob Thorne? I go, yeah. Shorter than I would have thought. You know who's taller than I would have thought? Two guys. Will Ferrell and fucking Thurston Moore. These are tall guys. Thurston, tall enough so it made me uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand back. You stand over there when you talk to me. Be fucking all up on me. I'll have to lay you out. <laughs> So, so it's there's a possibility that, and this is of course the ideal world for the bald one in UFC management. You do understand that, don't you? That you have star adjacencies and not stars. Stars are pains in the ass. Star adjacencies allows you to flatten out the appreciation of mixed martial arts into a generalized. Oh, he fights. He fights Ufsi. He fights. He fights Ufsi. Who is he? Man, he knows Ufsi. Whatever. He fights it. Okay. But who is he fighting? I don't know some guy. That's perfect. Because then, but then the the few stars they're fungible, and you could keep ganking them for 80 percent 80, 80% of the profits. Or I'm sorry, 84%. 84? 84%? 84%? <laughs> ah. Hey, listen, and let me tell you, let me tell you, at this point now, at this point now, at this point, I, I understand it. I understand hardball now. At this point now, to, to, to answer Mr. Is's comments, for those of you listening to SoundCloud, he just said, what do you think of the ball one wanting some uh, Stipe and Boney? At this point now, you got me, man. Like, hey, when they put me in this game-ready ice compression boots to help me with my heels, I realized I'd make the world's worst spy. Whatever. There's certain types of pain I can quite easily deal with. The other types, fuck you. Whatever you want to know, my mother did it. This you, you go get her. Just stop. <laughs> At this point now, I'm willing to accept any fight with Johnny Boney Jr. I want him to fight again. I don't. <laughs> the bald one, you got me. You broke me. I said at the end of this year, I'd either be gone from from UFC MMA, uh, or, or I'd, I'd be. You you need to book. You need to 
in the same way that a guy like me only understands music by way of this. And I don't mean this thing that I'm holding in my hand. I mean this. To me, you say, somebody says, have you listened to Bunuel? I go, yeah. And I'm thinking of this. I'm thinking song one to song 10. And after I listen to them in that order, then I can listen to them in any order. But that's what I'm thinking. My kids, no way do they think about music this way. They will think, oh, yeah, I like number three. Maybe they let the algorithm get them and they go to Jesus Lizard. Or, you know, maybe they, the algorithm gets them and they go to some. Our, our number five was great. Number five is stock lock. Number three is it's all mine. Maybe they, they like those things. In, in other words, I'm constitutionally incapable of, of, of enjoying the melange, the generalized melange of MMA. I can just come, I'm not going to post up in front of the TV just to watch UFC. I'm not going to do that. It's not why I, I'm not a sports guy. I don't watch any other sports. I is that's not why I'm here. That is not why I'm here. So you got me. Baldwin, you got me. You got him over a barrel. He's barreled. Um you might have to make a consider uh, I don't know what Nganu is like at this point now, you can't control him. And I and I see what you did there. That was a pretty clever act of, of, of jujitsu. Because what he has done is de-signify Nganu as a heavyweight champ because he's never going to pay him the money he wants. And I understand Nganu should get the money he wants, so he's going to let him go. Or if he keeps him, he gets 10, 20 mil, and Johnny Boney Jr. gets four because you take what you got. So that whatever is booked coming out of it, you don't feel good about. But at this point, I'm desperate enough to make concessions. I do not want to leave this sport behind. I am an addict. But I will not enjoy this the way baseball baseball fans enjoy baseball. Where are you going? I'm going to see going to a game. Who's playing? Ah, it's baseball. I'm not doing that. Why? Because I've been watching since UFC one. That's why. So I mean, uh, you got me. And Stipe the same way. Let that guy sit on ice for a little bit. It's nice to be a fireman who fights. Not maybe so nice just to be a fireman. Yeah, yeah, he has no chance. He has no chance. He has no chance against. And the thing is, Ngano could do a couple of things, right? He, <laughs> yeah, professional bull riding. Exactly, man. Ngano has, Ngano could fight Fury, lose to Fury. He could fight, uh, he could fight uh, Deontay and, and, and Wilder. Oh, no, sorry, that's the same guy. Wilder and Joshua. I only follow one sport. And then Jake Paul, he, in his next three boxing matches, win or lose, he could end up with, you know, $200 million. To a, to a guy, to a guy who, who was living in a dumpster. And let me tell you about something dumpsters in Paris. You think San Francisco is bad. 
dumpster in Paris is redolent of urine and all things urine. So, uh, so that 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 is the reality. Of that, um, but uh, um, but you know, uh, uh, hold on. Uh, but 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 I, I, I'm tapping. I'm tapping, and and I don't feel proud about that because what you saw last night, what you saw last night, it, it, it is what the sport is destined to become. When everybody is B list and C list, and believe me, you believe you me, the Baldwin likes it that way. In the same way that I'm talking, who did I talk about before I got to Joshua? Before I got to Fury? Before I got to Wilder? Way before I got to those names on this show, I spent significantly more time talking about who? Aram, Bob Aram. There was a great piece in Der Spiegel on Putin, which I tweeted out. Interview with a guy. Yeah, and I'm not believing anything written about Russia, the Ukraine these days. I figure it's all propaganda. I don't know. I can't. However, it was a good interview. And he completely personalized it. And he goes, you understand, Putin is a, is a human. He's a man. And he has the problems of a man. Dealing with finitude and, and death. I mean... Keep in mind, he said he watched intensely. He watched intensely how things ended for uh, 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 Gaddafi. His aspirations, his interest, and and his his um, impulses are a man's impulses. He so you think he's motivated by money? He hasn't been motivated by money for twenty years. It's about power. And legacy. This is about the right and the ability to remember next Tuesday what you wore last Tuesday. And that's what we get when we're looking at the bald one. That's what we get when we're looking at the bald one. Everybody, everybody must die, but everybody must not be forgotten. We're still talking about Napoleon or Jesus. You know, who we're not talking about my grandfather. So, uh, you know, so I'm going to write this thing in a few minutes for my friend who I believe is stage 3C wouldn't clarify for me because it's too early to be talking about that shit, he says. And I don't know what I'm going to write him quite yet. Um, what am I doing? I'm showing you something. Because I don't want to end on a sour note. <laughs> yeah, that guy, that fucking prick. The Boston, I used to call that guy Boston Market. Didn't like me eating on the show. So this is the new issue of Decibel. Which you got to get a newsstand. It's got Caven on the cover. This is my friend Nate. I like Nate. He's a square guy. And this guy is Stephen Brodsky. And I do the back cover piece there. And... Uh, <laughs> And that's the back cover piece. And if you paid attention, I got Stephen Brodsky looking like Ben from Blue Velvet. I'm shocked to discover that many people don't haven't seen Blue Velvet, so they don't know what I'm talking about. I'm hoping they see it. 
Now, now, several Tuesdays ago, Brodsky did something really weird with me. It was kind of Jack Black-esque. Showed up at the Fight Book Tour. So this is 2007 in Boston. So you're Eugene, huh? Yeah. And then proceeded to ask me questions and then interrupt me as I was answering those questions to ask me the questions again while laughing at some private joke with a friend of his that was there. And I'm like, I got it as good. I'm a funny guy. <laughs> I got a good sense of humor. But I laid in wait for this from 2007 to May 2022. And in the magazine that they're on the cover of, I got to say my piece about Stephen Brodsky. <laughs> it was the only piece I've ever gotten kicked back by Decibel. And they said, hey, man, um, is there any way we could persuade you to sort of change the piece? I go, change it? Why would I, why would I do that? So, well, you kind of make him out to be an asshole by the end. They, I mean, they are on the cover. Ah, no, okay, I got you. Ah, let, me, let me fix it. And so I add one sentence about how much I love Cave In as a band, and uh, and you should too. And that kind of fixed it. <laughs> but the purpose of it was to remind everybody that I remembered what was happening on Tuesday before last. I remembered what I was wearing. In small ways and in large ways, it is possible to be remembered. The thing is, what you want is to be remembered for something kind of cool. Somebody who I've known since I was 10 years old recently put me on Front Street on Facebook and described me as a bully. And I don't want to invalidate the guy's reality because I have a distinct memory in my head of me chasing him down the street. <laughs> and I realize in the, in the fullness of time that what I saw in his face was not amusement or joy, but was actual terror. And I didn't invalidate his reality in the comments. I said something like, don't put me on front street here, ha, ha, ha. But I understand that this was his reality. But I explained to my wife, I said, listen, I love this guy. I liked him. I remember liking him. My mother for years has given me a hard time about how hard of a time I gave him. I said, I just wanted him to be better. You know who did the same for me? My cousin, Debbie. My cousin Debbie was a few years older than me and was convinced that the key to me succeeding in life was one, being able to have a good signature, which I have, and knowing how to fight. You got to know how to do this. You got it. Debbie was a fighter. A street fighter. <laughs> Looks like Grace, my oldest daughter, Grace. But would kick your ass. Grace has the technical skill, but not the emotional thing. She's just, you know, not going to, you know, if you mess with her, didn't she? But she's not going to go out looking for her. But when Debbie was tough. Used to beat crap out of me. You got to learn how to fight. That's very different from the guy who waits around the corner and steals your lunch money. How about this? That's very different from the bald guy that waits around the corner and steals your lunch money. That's very different from the bald guy who waits around the corner and takes 86% of your lunch money and tells you you should be happy that you got 14% of your lunch money coming because after all, without him, you wouldn't have any lunch money. I wanted to tell him that. But he has become a gangster. <laughs> uh, 
So a difference in opinion at this point in time might not be the healthiest for me, if you know what I mean. But I did want it noted on some level, as long as we're remembering clothes that we were wearing last Tuesday, that I did love this guy and still do. And that I like to think that the tough guy he's become partially as a result of me. Of course, thinking that way allows me to maintain this vision of myself as no man consciously does evil, vision of himself as largely a benevolent, well-meaning, nice guy. Which apparently, according to some people, I have not always been. So, um, so um, yeah, 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 I well, maybe, 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 maybe. I mean, the thing is, and I'm talking about Sleeping State's comment for those on SoundCloud. He just said, still can't decide if Oofsi moved away from stars to manage them better or happy consequence of having to put on so many shows. The reality of it is you can't. And I understand this. And this is not a sympathy for the bald one. You, I, I've been over to AKA when they were at their height, when Kane was a champion, when Luke Rockle, with all these cats, and you just can't. You just can't. You just you, you just can't. You just can't have that many stars. It's an impossible thing to manage. Nobody's going to be happy. Yeah, playing the hand they're dealt. So I'm really, I'm expressing an interest at the conclusion of 2022 to be able to remember what we wore last Tuesday. I don't want to leave the sport behind. But I cannot endure any more fights less like that. But you know what? The good news is, let's end the show on the upbeat. The good news is, I won't have to. Why? Because we all die. <laughs> we all die. And eventually, I don't imagine wherever I'm going to be post death, I'm not going to, there's going to be TV. So, but please do an old man a favor. That's all I'm saying. Like Ray Weingartner used to say to me, Eugene, I don't care if you're black, you're white, you're Chinese, you're Japanese, you're, you're, you're from here, you're there, you're tall, you're short, you're fat, you're skinny, you're black, you're white. I don't care. You're a man, you're a woman, you're gay, you're straight. I don't care. I got, yeah, I got you, Ray. I don't care if you're this, you're that, this, or that. I don't care. The thing is, Eugene, I go, yeah, Ray, what? Do the right thing. Okay. Okay, Ray. Okay, Ray. So I'm telling the bald one, I don't care if you're bald, you got hair, you got this, you got that, you're wearing a tux, you're wearing shorts, got a swimsuit, you got posing. I don't care, bald one. All I'm saying is, please, do an old man a favor. By the end of 2020, do the right thing. Does that involve Connor, accused anal rapist Connor McNuggets? It does not. It involves Johnny, Johnny Boney, Joni. Please, please, please don't blow this. Francis Ngannou, Stipe, just, 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 just do it. Just fucking do it. Anyway, this is version, sorry, 209 of the Eugene Robinson Showstopper. Read the Substack if you haven't. Um, uh, Two, there's no no uh, Carol Carol Monday Tuesday night if the shoes fit with Nash so at least I get the chortle over having smashed him again in the ratings that will be cool 
what are you even saying, bro? <laughs> or, you know what I mean? I don't think that's for me. <laughs> if you're talking to me, you can go fuck yourself. If you're not talking to me, never mind. <laughs> so uh, next week, try not to die. We'll see you next Sunday. Uh, uh, make the world read that Substack. It makes a difference. And the kid is sleeping now, so I can't scream. So I'll just say, look what you made me do.